Episode 4, The Curse of the Shanty-Shucker. Privilege may help a man of noble blood climb the ladder of ambition quicker than others, but privilege cannot protect a man from the petty jealousy of one who had to climb the hard way. Anderson, the port decks, overseas scouring scrub. Stotherington, chisel the mizzen. Milmore, crank the belfry. Bacon, attend to mast lock. Banks, Nicholas, lower decks, discipline. Ginsburg. Um, excuse me, excuse me. Has there been a mistake? I, I think you just said that Banks lower deck discipline. Nay, mistake. Off with you. It's just I'm slightly more accustomed to a more glamorous Down sight. below, soldier. Uh, yes, sir. Um, will I have any Marines to accompany me? Marines? I guess. Oh, I. A dozen Marines to oh. protect your pretty flesh. Really? <laughs> yeah. That does make me feel much better. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Nay! You're on your own. Downstairs with the ordinary seaman soldier. Hemingway, the inventory. Walters, Tremels. Dixworth, coil the rope. Darlington, port the decks. Cuddlestick, kitchen utensils. Down in the lower decks of the fortitude is a servile underworld. Ruled by the law of the jungle, the law of ordinary seamen. These men are from the edges of humanity, desperate to leave their former lives, desperate for suicidal adventure. The ship's crew distract themselves with simple, barbarous gaming and gambling. These pastimes are seldom legal. One such entertainment, punishable by lashings, is a gooty gambling. My Liar, I'm about your agoutis and intestines, and then have them on crackers. Liar, Gideon will rip the skin off your agoutis and use it as a scarf to warm its neck on chilly afternoons. Liar, Gideon will rip your agoutis ears off. <coughs> Gentlemen, I'm sure you are aware of Article 17, which states... <laughs> Uh, it, it states that that gambling is is illegal uh, and contravenes ship regulations. He's got a problem, officer. I, 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 I beseech you to stand back, sir. Nay, you tell me to stand back up there on the decks. I stand back, but this is my turn, so I stand back for no one. You see what you want to see. See it. In my bulging eyeballs. It's, it's just that, that the, the agouti is a pet. Down here, it ain't. <laughs> it's such a delicate creature. It's the favourite pet of Queen Charlotte. Down here, it's just vermin. <laughs> Gambling is, is illegal and immoral. <laughs> He's aristocrat, listen. Respects special treatment. I can give you some of my own special treatment. No, 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 no. There is no need for knives and such. I'm sure we can come to some sort of arrangement quite amicably. There's a Put the knife down. This time, I'll let it pass. 
But as soon as we understand each other, up there, I do as I told, and down here, I give orders, and ye listen. So you better behave yourself, or I'll make your life nay worth loving. Are I understood? Yes, 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 I understand. Give me your whistle. The stirring national anthem of Andalusia, mortal enemy of gravy. The impending rendezvous with the Andalusian ship Sventopia has caused palpable tension aboard the Fortitude. There is no love lost between these two cultures. In fact, they never see eye to eye. You see anything yet, Sonica? Nothing yet, sir. Yes? No, sir. Now? Yes. I think I see it, sir. I think I see it, sir. The Andalusian ship. Oh, look at it. It just looks like a big, shapeless grey lump. Yeah, that's a that's a rock, sir. No. The ship's a little more to your right. Oh yes. That's more like a ship. Oh, it's quite nice, actually. Nice lucky dog punches. It's not racist to say that, son of the ships Fortitude and Sventopia are anchored side by side. The crews of both ships stare each other down, weapons at the ready. The captains face off at the forecastle. Where's Quaker? He's at the bow. He's at the front or the back bits. The front. All right, man. Right, that's fine. Careful with that telescope. No, you're swinging it around recklessly. Look at Quaker. He's shaking his sock. Why is it wave with a sock in the air? It's an Andalusian sloop, sir. It means we come in peace. Oh, yes. The Andalusians are replying in light. Why don't they get cold feet? Some people carry a spare pair of socks, sir. It's the wave. Well, some of them have bare feet. I think it's dangerous. I don't like it. I don't like this peace business. I think we should fire a musket. I send a message saying we come in war, not peace. These diplomatic proceedings can be very... Troublesome, sir. I am the scientific leader of this ship, sir. I should be up there at the bow. Bow, sir. How would I bow to you? At the front of the boat, sir. What about? That's where the captain is. Yes, I'm going to the front. Other way, sir. Oh, that's fine, sir. I'm going this way. 
Thank you so much. The rivalries between these two nations were fiercest in 1762, after the Andalusian Queen Astrid was quoted as labelling gravy islanders as yesterday's fish salad, a comment that insulted everyone in gravy. At the time, gravy's superiority over all other cultured societies was unquestioned, at least by the people in gravy. Over the next 20 years, Andalusia rose up as an intellectual power, a nation capable of perpendicular thinking, outstanding hygiene, and the production of extremely salty licorice. I've tried it myself, and it really is an acquired taste. Expedition. Leader. Leader. That is not so. Leader. My affairs has not been taken. My baby is a little bad. I know this. And I'm going to say we're speaking the loser. Ah. Oh. Unen under. In Schleiden on Hessen Stronglau. Ah. Excuse me, everyone. Excuse me. No one can understand what you're saying. It makes no sense. It's just gobbledygook and nonsense. Please speak in the Queen's gravy, that language of the intellectual. Many consider Andalusia intellectual movements as vastly superior. What is the meaning of this expedition? Don't tell them. Don't tell them anything. Quiet, Lord Punks. We search for Evans Clover. So we may destroy it. Oh, you, you told him. However, we search for Evans Clover to observe pleasure so we may learn from it. You pleasure loving heathens. Does this man speak for Yoshi? Yes, I do. He does not. Does so. I am the head of science aboard this ship, and I will not stand idly by while you insult gravy by waving your socks in the air, by having multiple women on board in, in leadership positions, giving hugs freely, and the worst offense of all, you are dog-eaters. You eat a cat, do you not? Yes. Your practice with eating of the cat is barbaric to us. Eating cats is normal and delicious. Eating dogs is perverse and weird. It is weird. Why is your bones so big? Why? You spread psychic disquiet among my Can we expect a peaceful voyage here? We are both scientific vessels. No. We offer a safe passage and return to your reciprocity. Listen to the fraternizing solitaire. Finally, I have an idea. I'll show them negotiating. 
sounds like this. Where are we going, sir? We're going to requisition the ship's cannon. Soldier, prime this cannon. Yes, sir. All done, sir. Now, soldier, fire at that Andalusian ship. Sir, I can only take those kind of orders from Captain Quaker. Is that so? Sir. Are you open to bribery? Salander, do we have any bribery? We have some snuff, sir. We don't have any bribery, but we have snuff. Yeah. I will just place these matches on top of the cabin and turn my back and just walk away. Well, that was rude. You just walked away. Sir, he's letting you fire the cannon. <laughs> I see. I don't think this is a good idea, sir. No, oh, yes. Sir, stand Ooh. We will be forced to engage in combat. I apologize on behalf of Queen Charlotte. We will have a fair world this year. A retaliation that will not be quite a result. It will be an even because we are fair people. We give you 80 minutes and we divide. All the rooms, cashel and cups, bristle and hawking with ease. Hold fire, all of the known was responsible. Who fired that cannon? What a feeling firing off that cannon, Solinger. It was intense, sir. I bet those Andalusians found it intense. Do you think they're shaking? I think so, sir. Mm, They're terrified. What did you think of my cannon firing? I thought it was very noble and brave, sir. Do you think I get a cannon like that in my house? Possibly, sir. It could be somewhat risky. What the fuck do you think you were doing? What is the meaning of bursting into my private quarters and using foul language? You almost sparked off a war. They are the enemy. You don't defeat the enemy by waving socks in the air and talking. You don't provoke them either. I was conducting peaceful negotiations. Peaceful negotiations. Peaceful negotiations are a slippery slope to kowtowing to another flag. I'm as much gravy as you are. Well, are you? You're not of noble blood, and therefore I feel the responsibility as a man of royal lineage. You're not of royal lineage. Well, okay, I'm not second or third cousin sort of connections, but I'll have you know the Queen and I share a great, 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 Great great grandfather. You may have Mr. Great, sir. Not now, Solidar. I have been sent here by the Queen, and the Queen's orders state a chain of command in which I am the highest ranking. I am the captain. You're a hick from Shantishire. I am that, and I am higher than you in rank, and I have a duty to oversee the safety of this ship to make sure that the men's lives are not lost. <laughs> oh, the men's lives. And what about the women you're slapping about with with astronomers while attempting to who knows what? Mrs. Haley and I have a professional relationship, and I shouldn't have to remind you to respect the chain of command. And I shouldn't have to remind you to respect my position in society, which is very high. I'm a lord, sir. That is irrelevant. Ah! 
Ah, did you hear that, Solander? Your true political colours come out now, Quaker. Down with the aristocracy. You're one of those, are you? You're a unionist. I am not a unionist. You sound like one. Do well for you to hold your tongue on such matters. Undermining my authority will only result in punishment. If you want to punish me, punish me. But be a man about it. Uh, would not do well for the morale of the crew. Lash me. Uh, would not do well for our working relationship. Lash me. What working relationship? You are the head of the scientific division of the ship. I am in charge of diplomacy in all matters of a sailing nature. We have to learn to work together. I need you to be a team player. Team player. That sounds ghastly. <laughs> Sir, perhaps if you cool down, we could resolve this more agreeably. Salinger, quiet! This conversation is for aristocratic ears and captain ears only. You have unnecessarily endangered the lives of the people on this ship. From now on, if you want to discuss military matters, you do with me in private and stop taking the law into your own hands. I respect your bloodlines and I submit you where my back and gravy. But here on this ship, my word must be respected by everyone. There is only room... For one leader. I agree, and I am the leader of this expedition. You silly simpleton fool. I am appointed by the Queen. If you want to pay disrespect to the Queen, I shall send her a pigeon post stating your views. Mm. No, no, no need for a pigeon post. That's, that's quite all right. I, I respect the Queen. I shall let you do your sea business. I have matters to attend to of a much more important nature. That is in the field of science. Good day to you, sir. You are dismissed. You can't dismiss me. I said good day to you, sir. Very well. Okay, then. Good day, sir. Good. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Good. Get out. Day. Don't come back. To you, sir. You have a lovely day. Have a fantastic day. Have a great time. Oh, I will. Have a beautiful day. Another day, another enemy thwarted. But which is more threatening? The enemy that races Lord Banks to pleasure? Or the enemy within his own ranks? Starting wars is a tiring business. And even the noblest aristocratic war hero feels the agitations of a hard day of robust diplomacy. The best cure for such agitations is the same for a war hero as it is for the rest of us. A soothing supper and a good night's sleep. Your hot water bottle, sir. Thank you, sir. And I've brought you some cat pate and crackers, sir. Would you like me to fluff your pillow? Yes, I will do. Fluff that one over there and pass it to me, will you? That was a pretty big day, Solinger. That Quaker has a bit of a temper, doesn't he? He does, sir. He's made me feel a little stressed, Solinger. I think my nodes are up. Will you feel my nodes for me? Mm, yes, sir. What are you doing? What are you doing? I was going to feel your neck, sir, where your nodes are. No, don't be ridiculous, Solinger. My nodes are under my arms. I was going to test the nodes on your neck, sir. Well, I don't know where your nodes are and where other people have their nodes, but my nodes are under my arm. Put your hand there. Are my nodes up? Uh, they do seem to be up a little bit, sir. Yes, I knew it. But being a captain is very stressful. You need some rest, sir. Shall I tuck you in? Uh, yes, please, Sergeant. Would you sing to me? 
What shall I sing, sir? The sleepy song. Okay, sir. I'll just grab my mandalute. Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium was created by Lawrence Arabia, Duncan Sarkis, and Stephen Templer. Written and directed by Duncan Sarkis. Music by Lawrence Arabia. With original artwork by Stephen Templer. Recorded by Nick McGowan. Audio design by Thomas Press and Nick McGowan. Produced by Fiona Elwood. Starring Jermaine Clement as Lord Joseph Banks and Uncle Bertie. Jonathan Bruff as the narrator. And Lawrence Arabia as Solander. The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium is a co-production of South Coast Shenanigans and Stitcher. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Can't wait for more Bertie? You can binge the rest of Season 1 and start Season 2 right now. To find out more, visit UncleBertie.com. <laughs>